The anticipation of a potential Jay Crowder trade continues, but should the Bucks be doing more? Would that be enough? And again, we're going to ask the question, would the proposed trade for Crowder be giving away too much? What should the Bucks do with Marjan Bochamp? What about that 2029 first round pick? And of course, there is the looming Chris Middleton question. On top of that, the Bucks are getting ready to play the Clippers. And at least at this stage, it looks like all the players are going to be there. There is a lot to get through. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN. And today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Of course, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single day. And uh, you've all been supporting us in a big way over the last few days, particularly when it came to the Jay Crowder conversation that we're going to continue to get to now. There was some concern about Giannis the other night. Plenty of stuff about Giannis that block his knee injury in the chat as well. So in the end, our listeners, our viewers are the ones that drive the conversation and we absolutely appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe on any platform. It's free to do so. You may as well do it and hit the notifications as well so you know when we drop our next show. Now, of course, we are going to have post-game locked on Bucks after the Bucks and the Clippers at Fiserv Forum. This is a 9 p.m. Central Time tip. That's tough. Tough for the locals. 2 p.m. over here in Australia, which also isn't ideal. You're podcasting into the evening. I got some other work to get to at that point in time. So not ideal for anyone, but it's a TNT game. And at least at this stage, it looks like all the main players are going to be there, including Giannis, who was listed as probable on the injury report. I have got a quote here, uh, courtesy of our friend Eric Name, who put this out on Twitter. And this was Giannis post-game, talking about that block and should he have gone for it? If people missed this, Giannis went up for a block, landed awkwardly. They were up nine with about 10 seconds to go. So definitely not necessary. Giannis said, I was just trying to make a play, but sometimes you're going to fall. Just get up and keep on moving forward and go the other way. Now, maybe you can be smarter and try not to jump in the final seconds of the game because it doesn't really make a difference. But I felt like there were a couple of moments that I didn't contest a couple of shots. So my main focus was to try to contest everything that was coming to our basket. So time and score didn't really matter to me. I was just trying to contest a shot and make a play. How do we feel about that? Because look, we all watch Giannis and we've watched Giannis for long enough. This is not the first time we've had this conversation. And I think we all have our hearts in our mouth a little bit when Giannis is going to make these crazy plays late in the game when the result is ultimately decided. My biggest point is the Bucks should have closed the game out minutes ago and Giannis would not have needed to be out on the floor. And then he's not in this situation. So the Bucks have got to be better at closing games. Giannis is Giannis. He is the way he is. This is why we love him. And this is why he is elite. And in my opinion, the best basketball player in the world because he doesn't know how to slow down. The only way he can be slowed down is if you physically take him off the court. Bucks need to do a better job of closing out these games 
uh, not only to secure the win, but to protect their stars. And it's not just Giannis. The Bucs, if you know, they, they put themselves in that situation in another game and one of these guys gets hurt, it's going to be devastating. And we know, we saw it last year, the Bucs can't afford any injuries. So the Bucs and the Clippers, the Clippers have been playing really well. This is an interesting matchup because this is another team. We focus on the Boston Celtics because they're in the East. But this is another team with the big wings that if there was, and it's a long way in the future, but if there was an NBA Finals matchup, this is the type of team that you would need another wing. So what I did is, and this is just a little exercise I did looking at the Bucks rotation with the guys that they have right now to lead us into some more Jay Crowder stuff. And then eventually I'm going to talk about Chris Milton, Marjan Bochamp in the 2029 first round picks. And make sure you stick around there because I think that is the interesting conversation that can be had here. But I made it this graphic. Yeah, look, I'm not a wizard with the in the graphics department, but I made this. This is just a, a mock rotation, okay? And this would change based on the matchups. There's no doubt about that. So this is not going to be set for every single series, but it just gives you an idea of how deep the Bucks are and the type of guys that are getting minutes. So I've just, you know, normal figure, 36 minutes. So we're talking postseason, 36 minutes for Giannis, Chris Milton, Drew Holiday. Brooke Lopez has 28 minutes, 25 for Pat Connaughton, 14 each for Joe Ingles and Grayson Allen. And then I've got 11 minutes there for Wes Matthews. So as you can see, that's an eight-man rotation. And you might be sitting back and saying, well, you don't even have Bobby Portis in there. You don't have Javon Carter in there. So there's your 10 guys that I think right now is currently constructed that would play in a postseason game. And yeah, depending on matchups, you might play Philadelphia and you need to go a little bit bigger. And Bobby Portis would obviously get those minutes. And who knows? Maybe it's Wesley Matthews, Joe Ingles, Pat Connett, and maybe slides back a little bit, but you figure it out. There might be a scenario where Javon Carter comes in and plays those minutes there. But the reason I did that is because I really wanted to illustrate how tight it's going to be for the Bucs when it comes to the rotation. Because I did have a number of people ask me about the Jay Crowder trade. And they said, I think the Bucs are giving up too much. And I just still, to, I can't wrap my idea, I can't wrap my head around the idea that the Bucs would be giving too much in a trade for Jay Crowder when it's only Serge Ibaka, George Hill and Jordan Wara. Because you would notice none of those three guys were in the rotation. And I don't really see a path to them being in the rotation outside of if you're really desperate for Serge Ibaka in a Philadelphia series. But if it gets to that point, you're probably in trouble. And the other argument I saw was, you know, with George Hill, yeah, maybe being a little bit bigger, a little more steady at times to Javon Carter, obviously a bit more playoff experience. But I come back to how I felt about it last year in the Boston series when people were saying that it was George Hill or Javon Carter and that was the big decision that cost the Bucks. Come on. If, if that's what you're coming down to to save you in a series, I think you're in trouble. So the point being for me, I don't think any of those three players I'm going to look back and say, gee, that's what cost the Bucks." And I also don't think I'm going to look at it and say, gee, that 2024 first rounder, that 2027, uh, sorry, second rounder or that 2027 second rounder was something that I'm desperately going to miss as well. I did have a few people ask me, you know, how many second round picks would you get away, give away? Now, I mentioned it the other day, but in the Nico Miritich trade, the Bucks gave away four second round picks with Thonmaker, who, by the way, Thonmaker was a, a, a number 10 pick. Now, we, we understand he wanted out and it wasn't exactly working out, but that was a higher value there. And you gave the four second round picks on top of that. And we know that teams are throwing around draft picks like they're candy in this era. So, I don't know, three? And it sounds like a lot for a guy that has not played 
And I understand we do not know what Jay Crowder is going to be. But I think if this is the cost, yeah, maybe you give away two seconds. I'd feel a little bit better about that. But I'm not going to cry if it's three. Three guys that aren't in the rotation and don't really have a, a clear path to play minutes and three second rounders for a guy that last year started 67 games for the Suns. I don't know, man. To me, that is just not a trade that I'm going to get upset about. Like, if I'm the Bucks and that's all it takes, get it done. Get it done. Because I thought it was Grayson Allen and it hasn't worked out. Uh, there was certainly the report suggests that that wasn't the case. Now, maybe the Suns are still going to push for Grayson. We will see what happens. February 9 is the trade deadline. But I just can't understand where, if you're a Bucks fan, why you would be upset about that. There's no guarantee that Jay Crowd is anything. But the other three guys aren't playing. At least we saw this guy in the postseason last year. There's lots of questions, but I continue to be in. If that's the trade, I'm in. But is that going to be enough for the Bucks? Should they be looking to do more than simply add Jay Crowder? As I pointed out, I think that this is a really busy rotation. So, you know, for me, I think that would be enough. I don't think that you would need to do a lot more than that. But I want to explore some other options after this about Marjan Beauchamp, the first round pick in 2029 and ask whether this is the deadline with some uncertainty in the offseason coming up that the Bucks need to go absolutely all in. But first, we're going to talk about FanDuel, a new sponsors of the podcast. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. So there's plenty of Super Bowl stuff going on. Uh, but you can get uh, you know, the toss of the coin, the Gatorade stuff. People are always into that. Anytime touchdown scorer, just the straight up money line for this Super Bowl. So you can find it all there. Philadelphia and Kansas City, isn't it? I better double check. I'm pretty sure that's who's playing. But the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get your paid, you can get paid your winnings instantly as well. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So I was thinking about something a little bit earlier because I mentioned the idea just then with the Jay Crowder stuff. Would I look back at it at the end of the season if it doesn't work out and regret it? I doubt it. And one of the big conversations we hear was what the Bucks did at the last deadline there. The Miritich trade I've already spoken about I still today to do this to this day think that that was a good trade. It didn't work out. We understand that, but I think it was the right type of move you need to be making if you think you're in a championship window. Last year, the Bucks traded for Serge Ibaka. This is one that comes up a lot. By the way, the Bucks got a couple of seconds back in there, which could prove valuable in the future. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But they get Serge Ibaka and they give up Dante Divincenzo. Now I don't think Dante Divincenzo wanted to be in Milwaukee. Maybe there was some frustration with the Grayson Allen stuff. But they're kind of the same player. Is there anyone... And Grayson Allen's gone through his streaky stuff. 
Who's going to end up being a better player at the end of their career? I, I don't really know. But they're similar size. They're shooting, both shooting well. Dante's at 39% from three. Grayson Allen's at 40% from three. Grayson's getting more points. He's probably a better rebounder. They're both disruptive defenders. Probably Dante can make plays a little bit more. He's probably a little more disruptive, I would guess. But I just don't see a great deal of difference between those two guys. So as we've discussed, the actual value of the contract of Grayson Allen might prove to be valuable at this trade deadline, which brings us to the point. Should the Bucks be doing more at this deadline? I see people ask me all the time about Chris Milton. Should the Bucks trade Chris because they have the contract stuff coming up in the offseason? I, I just can't get my head around it. That is just not something I would be doing. I went and had a look through. And I think the idea is because Chris Milton makes around $37. If you trade Chris, you can get some sort of star. That's not going to happen. I see some trades floating around. Like, let's just get Lillard. Okay, Paul and not trading Damian Lillard. So, so forget that. One guy that... Would he want to come to Milwaukee? Probably not. But I see other guys float. Is Bradley Beal, who, by the way, you wanted to worry about Chris Middleton's contract. We'll get to that at the end of the season. Bradley Beal has a player option in 2026-2027 for $57 million. 57. It is an absurd amount of money for a guy that... Is he even a, a number two in a championship team? I don't know. We've never seen him do it. He can score for sure, but he's smaller than Chris. If people say Chris Milton's injury prone, Bradley Beal has missed a ton of games over the course of his career. So Beal is not someone that I'd be interested in. So then what are you looking at? I don't know what type of guys you'd be even trying to get with Chris Milton. And if you're talking about getting a couple of younger guys and piecing the salary together so the other team can make a match, you're ultimately getting a worse player than Chris and it's going to hurt your chances of winning this year's title, which to me is still the goal. And people can say, Kane, you're short-sighted. This offseason could be the end of, of the you know, the absolute peak of this group. You might be right. But to me, if the Bucs are winning a title, Chris Middleton at the level that we've seen him get to, and by the way, he is starting to look like the old Chris Middleton. Yes, there's still a heap of rust. Yes, he is still ramping up. His minutes are only up at 20 but we've seen him do enough. We've seen him get to the rack. He looked decent there. We've seen him throw down a dunk. The drawing the foul stuff is very important for this offense. He's got a skill that no one else in this Bucks team has, and that's the fact that he can get his own buckets, and he can work in the post. He can work at the three-point line, and he's also an underrated facilitator, which this team also continues to need because they don't have that true point guard, as we've discussed. So if you want to win the title this year, I just don't see any way that you're trading Chris Middleton. Now, if you're someone that's more worried about what happens after this season, fine. But I don't think trading Chris Middleton is what Giannis wants to see right now. That that would be my bet. That's only a guess. But I don't think Giannis wants to say goodbye to that man just as he's coming back into the lineup, which leaves us to the question. If the Bucs want to pick up a younger player, and I don't know who that would be. We've spoken a little bit about... Gary Trent Jr., which is interesting because Toronto look like they're going to be making some moves at the deadline. But Gary Trent is on 17 mil this year, 18 mil player option for next. So are you even going to get him at that dollar amount? Does he extend here? Does someone price you out of that? 
it's a bit more risky because there's no security there long term. And what would you actually give up for Gary Trent? Like, are you giving up the 2029 first for him? He's only 24 and the youth would be fantastic. But if you want to go a little bit further now, I honestly, I honestly don't even know if this is a deal that that would work or Toronto would be slightly interested in because we keep seeing the name OG Ananobi that keeps on getting mentioned out there as a guy that teams are interested in. And they should be. He's only 25. He's on 17 million this year, 18 million next season. So you've got him locked in for next season. And then he's got the 19 mil player option in 2024, 2025. So you at least know that you've got him on a pretty good dollar amount for next season. If you can find a way to make those salaries match and you might be sitting there thinking, well, he, the the Bucks don't have the capital. And I think that's probably right when you look at the way teams have traded first round picks over the last few years. And there's teams out there that have the weaponry to be able to do it. But OG is putting up 17 points, five, five, he's getting you about six rebounds a game and he's shooting 36% from three. So just in the hypothetical world that the Bucks think that they can get involved in this, uh, what, what would they trade? Because let's be honest, it would be a pretty nice addition to this roster, in my opinion. And it would end up being your, your fourth best player. And OG Ananobi is your fourth best player. Now you're cooking with gas. Is it likely? No. But let's just throw an idea out there after I talk about price picks. And if you are familiar with price picks, you can pick two to six players. And if they score more or less than their price picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. So you got your NBA, NFL, only the Super Bowl left. NHL, of course, you can get involved there. Golf, college sports, all on price picks. So entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You can make safe and fast withdrawals. And PricePix is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada as well. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. And if you deposit 100 bucks, PricePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. So it's just started pouring rain here in Melbourne, which is unfortunate because I was planning on walking to the grocery store after this got done. So what am I going to eat for dinner tonight? Very tough question in the Pittman household of one. I also went for a swim today. I haven't been swimming in over a decade. 1,200 meters, pumped it out. I was cramping in my feet and my calves, wobbly legs. I'm pretty fatigued. It might be an early night for me tonight. So OG Ananobi. Now, again, I don't think this is going to happen. I, I think there's a chance he gets traded, but I think there's a chance he gets traded with a bunch of teams that are putting stuff together. But maybe there's other players out there. So let me just put whatever, a package together here, or at least put a hyper, hypothetical on the table. And then it's not something that I want. I wouldn't do it. But I'm just wondering if you if there are people out there that think that the Bucks have a significant hole in the roster that they need to go all in in. So maybe it's not even for OG, but you can just leave his name in the side of your mind. Is there any player out there? Because again, the Bucks only have one first-round pick in 2029. They've essentially got a first-round pick in Marjan Bochamp. So is there any player out there that you would be willing to package Bochamp and the first in 2029 
with some salary stuff. So maybe it's Grayson, maybe maybe it's Joe Ingles. That hurts me to say. But is there anyone out there that you have packaged Bochamp and 2029 to get? That's the question I've got. It was interesting because if we go back a few weeks ago and the Bucks obviously didn't have all their players in the rotation, I was I was one of the people out there saying, just play Bochamp, let him play through mistakes. And he got decent opportunities. Like we've seen enough of Bochamp for me to sit back and say, I'm excited about this guy. And I think he can be an NBA player. I really do. I And on this team, as we've watched it throughout the season, they don't have great athletes. And Bochamp just does little things here or there that get you really, really excited for the future. And the benefit for the Bucks, who are going to be a luxury tax team, is that they've got Bochamp on a relatively cheap deal locked in for a couple of years. So that that's the other bonus. And they're also just not going to have a chance, really, unless they make you know big-time trades moving forward, to have a crack at first-round picks. So to trade him after only seeing him for sort of 25... 30 games would be it would be a blow. It would be a shame, particularly if he flourished and ended up being a really strong player in the league. So I don't know. I'm torn. I, it, well, I'm the same as everyone. I get attached to first-round picks. But if there is some deal out there, and I'm not talking about some Bojan, but like I'm not trading Bochamp in some deal for Bogdanovich. He's 35. That's not what I'm talking about. But if there's a player that's either young or moving into his prime... Is there someone out there that you would package that deal together for? Because that's really the only way the Bucs can put together an enticing package, not including the best three players that has some actual either draft capital or a young player that has some serious upside. They just don't have anyone else. Obviously, Jordan Wara could be in the crowd of package, but I don't think anyone's getting you know, hugely excited about what could happen there. So ultimately, I don't think that the Bucs go all in with something crazy. But I've said this from the start. We will find out at this trade deadline if there's any type of stress or anxiety or panic about what the future looks like for this Bucks team because this offseason, things are going to change. This is not going to be the last time we talk about the trade deadline. And when I podcast myself, I just like to throw the hypotheticals out there and let you guys get in the comments. I'm going to interact with you and we can go back and forth. So again, just to be clear, not advocating the trade of Marjan Beauchamp but it would be silly to acknowledge that it's not an option there on the table. And I, I have to assume that any team engaging with the Bucks is asking the question on him because he has shown some real stuff. Everything I've heard from people you speak to at the Bucks love him. Love his work ethic, love his desire to get better. But we'll see. If you've got no, no young assets... Teams are going to come and they're going to at least ask the question and then it comes down to whether there is an attractive option. Now, again, I don't think the Bucs can get OG Ananobi, but oh boy, that would be a tasty addition to this Bucks roster. Bucks and Clippers tomorrow at 9 p.m. Central Time, as I mentioned. We'll be back with a post-game podcast. Also, don't forget to check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast where you can get full game recaps of every game from across the NBA slate in under 60 seconds from the local experts on the network. So go and check that out. We would really appreciate it. If you also subscribe to Locked On Box on your audio platform or on YouTube and hit notifications, it's free to do. You may as well do it and join in on the fun with Locked On Box. We'll be back after the game. Bucks and Clippers, thanks for watching. We'll catch you tomorrow.